0: I'm Donica Contour, and this is Naptime Devotionals, episode 79. My presence shall go with thee. Welcome to Naptime Devotionals, a come follow me study for busy moms. I'm your host, Donica Contour. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints. I'm a wife, I'm a mom, I'm a daughter of God just trying to get home, and I hope that something I say here today will help you on your journey home, too. Hello. So, let's just jump straight into it. We've got a couple of scriptures that we're going to talk about today. I'm putting on my earrings as I am talking right now. I'm getting ready to go to the temple. I'm in the Relief Society Presidency, and we're going to go as a presidency, and I'm super excited about it. Okay, so we're talking about Exodus today, right? Um, We're still at, well, rather, we're still in Exodus. So, Exodus 24-7. This is a part of the scripture that I really love. All that the Lord hath said we will do and be obedient. Um, And I think that sometimes, I don't know if you've ever had this experience, I've had this experience as being a member of the church and being obedient to things that we've been asked to do, of being ridiculed a little bit. And um, I know lately the whole like, don't be such a sheep thing has been going around probably like for the last like two years, right? Um, And ultimately I believe promising our obedience to the Lord doesn't stem from being a blind sheep. Um, Which if you know anything about sheep, I know that in some ways they're not the cleverest little beasties, but in other ways they don't follow just anybody, right? They pick their shepherd. So um, be wise about who you choose for your shepherd, right? Obviously we want to pick Christ as our shepherd. So, when we promise obedience to Christ, when we promise obedience to our heavenly parents, what we are doing is we are saying, I trust you. I trust that you are going to ask me to do things that are going to be for my betterment. And I may not understand why, right? Like think about the relationship that we have as moms, as parents, right? With our children or just as adults, sometimes with children, nieces, nephews, grandkids, whatever. Um, And how sometimes we ask them to do things to keep them safe that they don't understand. And they just think, oh, you're just trying to ruin my fun. And it's like, no, I really am just trying to keep you alive. Um, So do we trust the Lord? Do we trust that His guidance is greater than our understanding? Do we trust that His will for us is better than our will for ourselves? Does that make sense? Okay, the next one I want to talk about is in chapter 31 verse 13 my sabbaths ye shall keep and this is the part that i love right here for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations that ye may know that i am the lord that doth sanctify you and i love this because keeping the sabbath day holy for us is an opportunity to demonstrate our love for our savior. Um, it is an opportunity to get to know our savior, which is part of the reason why we're here. And I love this, that, so sanctify means to set apart as, or dedicate or declare holy. And so through his sacrifice, right? Through Christ's sacrifice, we have the opportunity to be made holy. Does that make sense? Um, Through his sacrifice, through his atonement, he we have this opportunity to be sanctified, right? We can be saved, we can be sanctified. All that he asks in return is that we sanctify our Sabbath. We sanctify our Sundays, right? Um, and then um (laughs) verse 15 always makes me laugh a little bit. Whosoever doeth any work on the Sabbath. Uh, in this, in the Sabbath day, he shall surely be put to death. (laughs) Like, okay, it is a little law of Moses. Why? Because it is the law of Moses. Um, so obviously we won't be literally killed if we have to go to work on Sunday, right? Like we're, we're, (laughs) we're going to be okay. Um, and obviously this is like for us today, 2022. We understand that, you know, ox in the mire situations happen, right? Um, I want to say, was it Uchtdorf that w- said something to the effect of if your ox gets stuck in the mire every Sunday, either you need to fill in the mire or you need to get a new ox, something to that effect. Like if this keeps happening, you need to fi- figure out a new plan. <laughs> okay. So obviously that was Lo- Law of Moses's time. We won't be literally killed if we have to work on Sundays. However, I do want to mention that if you continually, consistently treat Sunday like any other day and don't cut out that space and time for the savior, like I understand, you know, sometimes you don't. I, I used to work at Walmart very briefly, not my favorite job. Um, and I didn't get to control my work schedule. And there were several times I worked on Sundays, but I tried my darndest, I tried to make that day not feel like any other day I'd be at work on a Sunday, right? I, you know, the YouTube videos I was watching on my break were not just like silly YouTube videos or Taylor Swift music videos. <laughs> like I did any other day, I tried to watch conference talks or I tried to, you know, I I tried to make my day, tried to sanctify it in the ways that I could as much as I could, even though I still had outside obligations that forced me to be somewhere I didn't want to be, right? Um so if you continually treat your Sabbath, like it's any other day, you will find yourself spiritually dying. And so I think it's really important, even if you have to physically go to work because you don't get to be in charge of your schedule and your job demands that you're at work on Sunday, find some way to differentiate that day from every other day that you're at work. Find some way to make that day different. Um, Okay. And then the last thing I want to talk about is Exodus 32 verses 21 through 24. So this is Aaron taking responsibility for making the golden calf, which like high five to him. Also a little bit, (laughs) I had to laugh when like the people ask for him to make a golden idol and he's like, yeah, okay. Give me all your gold. Like, let's do this. Like, but you couldn't have been like, no, that's a terrible idea. We have a God. (laughs) Anyway, it just makes me laugh a little bit. So this is something that I think is really cool. So the title of this section, right? The, the, this lesson is my presence shall go with thee. And I think it's interesting that the Israelites, and on the one hand, like we can't blame them. Like they have grown up. Oh, I'm going to sneeze. No, I'm not. We'll see. They have grown up in a society, right? They were enslaved to the Egyptians for a long time. <coughs> almost fell off my chair. Excuse me. Bless me. <laughs> um, They were enslaved to the Egyptians for a long time. And because of that, the Egyptians were idol worshippers. right? They have Anubis and they have the other one and they have a whole bunch of Anubis is the one that I always remember. Um, They have all these different half man, half beastie Sphinxes and gods and all this different stuff and that's like they have a god of this and a god of that and a god of this and a god of that Right and all of this This is the environment that they were raised around and so they're like, oh, we have a god of israel Like what's he look like? How about a golden cow, right? Like <laughs> I mean if I was god, I'd be a little offended to him like you think I look like a cow really that's that's offensive. Um, but the point is, is like, on the one hand, we can understand it. We can understand why they wanted a physical, a physical thing. They lived in a world, especially having, like I said, grown up around Egyptians, growing up, grown up in Egypt. They lived in a world that wanted them to prove the existence of their God. They wanted to make a golden calf and be like, this is our God. This is the one that we worship. Look, he's right here. You can touch him. He's real. Um, With idols, right? We want to prove their existence with idols and Our God is telling us, the Lord is saying, I don't want a demonstration of how you can turn gold into a a calf and make it like, that's, that's not what I want from you. I want obedience. I want faith. And I love this idea that the spiritual, actual presence of the Lord is better and greater than the physical presence of a false God right? And I think that that was something that was really hard for the children of Israel to kind of wrap their minds around. Um, I have always understood that the reason that they spent 40 years wandering in the wilderness is that's about how long a generation was that took for the people who had these false concepts to kind of die out before they could go into the promised land. Um, and so I think sometimes if we wrap our heads around the fact that we have sometimes we create idols within our own worlds or within our own lives um, and kind of paying attention to what are the things that we spend our time on? What are the things, and I'm not saying that you have to spend every waking moment either doing the job that you need to do to provide for your family or you're on your knees praying, reading your scriptures, listening to conference talks constantly. Like uh, our father in heaven understands and wants us to have moderation, right, in our lives. Um, But also making sure that we are giving good airtime in our day and in our brains to the things of our Lord, to the things of our Savior. And I will talk to you next week.